0: Welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk.
1: Okay, there we go. Hello, welcome to episode 453 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lam, my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I am
0: good. I um, I've got the uh, the COVID thing today, so I'm um, I've got this hoodie on because it's unfreezing.
1: Well, I haven't been uh, I haven't been putting them on YouTube actually these for a bit, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll stick it on so people can see. A, your are uh, hoodie on, and uh, and be my handsome face and the, my
0: basil in the background.
1: Basil I'm, in in the background there. You've got a plant that you're trying to revive a, a, a plant, yeah. are you?
0: It was, it was left on the kitchen window sill and it drooped because it was that cold. So I've got it under a lamp here. And so it's <laughs> coming back up. It's looking quite good. I'm hoping in a couple of hours it's going to be really like it's in the Mediterranean.
1: Yeah, we should do a little before and after. I'll, I'll do a screenshot now, <laughs> and a screenshot at the end and see if it's uh, risen at all. Uh, we're talking about disappointment today. There's one disappointed basil plant behind you but um yeah there's a, there's a bit of disappointment going on all, all the time for everyone you know it's a part of life really but we'll discuss the ins and outs of disappointment and how you can conquer your disappointment if that's the right phrase it's probably not spoiler alert <laughs> um yeah livingthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links as ever and all previous episodes are online do subscribe in itunes and google podcasts i think we are on spotify there's been a bit of spotify controversy this week hasn't there uh, yeah about Joe Rogan and all that, so I think yeah. we are on Spotify. Whether, um, whether mm-hmm. I need to think about removing us as some act of defiance, I don't know. I'm not... Yeah. I, uh, who knows? You mean because of, because of
0: his anti-vaxxing stance, you mean?
1: Yeah. I think there's a, a few other bits and bobs, things he's said in the past. You know, he's a he's a fast and loose podcaster, just like you and I are, Sean, you know? so Sometimes, hey,
0: yeah.
1: sometimes you say things you wish you hadn't and all that, but... <laughs> I mean, he got paid 100 million dollars for his yeah. So if you if you've got any money lying around Spotify, you want to elevate this one? Yeah, give us a shout and we can. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do you 100 million.
1: That's fine. We're more than happy to disgrace ourselves on a yeah on the international level for 100 million dollars, aren't we? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: It's good enough for him. It's good enough for Harry and Meghan. It's good enough for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Give us so drop us a line, Spotify, if you've got a minute. Um, yeah. So yeah, what you've been up to this week, Sean? How's tricks? <laughs> oh <yes. laughs> well I was gonna say yes. Yeah, so is, is, is this is just a little bit of um long COVID coming in you just generally feel a bit down and a bit chilly or or what?
0: Um no it's long COVID. Um it comes in waves. So I, I'll have days when I'm fine and then I'll have a day when I'm like Bleh. um and and I'm, I'm having millions of blood tests and seeing mm. experts and things like that. So hopefully it will all become clear and all those poor people with long COVID will start to be able to clear it up. Actually reading, uh, I was reading some research with a guy who's a scientist who's had long COVID and I'm reading this thinking, at last, someone who understands what I'm talking about.
1: Right.
0: Because you you go and talk to doctors and doctors again.
1: So Yeah, it's it's going to be a fascinating year. I mean, it's... I'm I'm kind of we were talking before we came on air about whether it's it's over is it over and maybe in term for the UK population in general maybe it is over in terms of this will be the year that we get try and get back to normal but I've got a feeling that the if the worst of it from a physical health perspective is over then the kind of emotional and the economic worst is yet to hit in some ways and it's just going to be like Quite fascinating, really, as we sit on the riverbank and observe the chaos outside. <laughs> as we, we teach people to do, yeah, it's going to be mad, isn't it?
0: And, and I think that emotionally is is what's starting to feed out at the moment, which is hence this one today. But it's like um, people have 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 come through the the winter. We're now mm. moving into spring, and you know things are getting lighter. And it does appear all the the messages are that it's diminishing. You know, um, and although every time some people try and book holidays to places like Spain, suddenly they decide to change the rules after you've booked it. You know, um, but it's it's like things are beginning to open up like that. But the, the one of the big things at the moment is, um, is the NHS going to get rid of staff or not? You know, and how clear does that become? And how many people either within the NHS, have gone for new jobs or gone outside of the NHS to go for new jobs and then have discovered that there's 200 other people who have gone for the same job as well, mm-hmm. you know. And this whole issue about uh, disappointment, you know, the amount of times people have said to me over the last couple of weeks, oh, now I've seen this job, it's fabulous, it's got my name written all over it, you know, oh, yeah, amazing, amazing. And then I see them a few days ago and I was like, no, I didn't get it, oh. Yeah, then they're, they're on the knees, you know, emotionally. Um, it's, so I uh, think that whole idea about disappointment is it going to be a big one that's with us, and d- disappointment can equal depression very easily. Mm. If you are going to get a, get a bit of a woo on, come on, let's make it positive, you know.
1: Yeah, so I mean, disappointment is you, know, you and I haven't had to look for a job in the regular sense for a for a while, ages for you, probably up 10, 15 years for me since I had a proper job. But it doesn't mean that we're not kind of susceptible to disappointment. You know, in my world of kind of freelance design stuff, um, I get disappointment in terms of work that I don't get from clients that I wanted to work with or that work that I do for clients sometimes isn't up to scratch and they don't like it. So I get the disappointment of like not getting a happy email back from someone who says they're not quite happy or try again or, yeah, sometimes even... I don't think it's working out. I think we need to, we're going to, thanks for your time, Ed, but we're going to, we're going to go mm. and find someone else to do. So occasionally mm. that does happen, um, you know, mm. so I have to deal with disappointment in that sense. Do you get any, uh, any disappointment? How does that crop up in your life? <laughs>
0: um, I, I don't get disappointment with, uh, in, in that sense of clients. I mean, when I meet a client, the first part of the work that we do is, is freebie and it's contractual. It's like, okay, can we work together? And if someone was to say to me, um, you know, Sean, I just can't work with your personality, you know, or you as a person, whatever. That's fine by me. I help them find someone that they can work with because the whole thing about therapy is a relationship. Yeah. As long as the relationship works, the therapy works. Um, so I, I, I don't get disappointed by that. Um, I think that the things that disappoint me most, if I'm if I'm going to be poncy about it, it it's like... It's, it's humanity and the state of humanity and like the bloody economy and the fact that we've got, you know, Russia lining up here and NATO lining up there and, and, you know, the Chinese want to make a, a liaison with Russia now. And it's like, that's what disappoints me because my thing about if you look after each other, we're all going to be okay and um, would work if you all actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we create so much conflict around us. And, it, and it's like, if I'm honest, um, I, I think disappointed is a good word to describe my experience of Boris Johnson you know you know. forget the politics, just as a person as a human being, the things that he says and the things that he does and the way that he acts as a leader of the country to me is disappointing mm-hmm. you know um, and yeah, those are the things that disappoint me most, what about you what disappoints you
1: well no no similar kind of stuff i guess really not learning lessons from the past and seeing cs seeing people yeah fall for stuff when they should have known better etc but um i guess yeah i generally try not to get too disappointed about outside stuff like that anymore just just try and yeah learn that lesson of yours about sitting on the riverbank and watching it all go yeah. by i try and in, i try and change things now and then when i can and you do my best but not to the point where it impacts my uh yeah. My mental health and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Cause
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned it within, within the blog post of yours for this week, actually about it can be, because if you, if you start to kind of be too disappointed about stuff and see desperation everywhere, then you can get, you can start to think that the universe is is out to get you. Hmm. And, uh, I don't know if, if that's what you think, then it is, isn't it? So, but for me, it's it, the universe is a, is a violent potentially sometimes violent angry place that is trying to kill you <laughs> all the time, whether it's through, um, but all sorts of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. You could, we could, we could write a list right now. Couldn't we have a million and one ways that the universe is trying to kill us, or we could just, you, we can kind of watch out for that stuff and be wary of it and maybe have a bit more understanding that, uh, the universe is a bit of a playground where you can have some fun as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and the thing is that, um, I mean, that idea about it killing you, it's like we're all going to die. We don't know when we're going to die. Um, and, and there are always going to be things that are like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Um, you know, when someone dies too young or in an inappropriate situation. Um, but um, the majority of people, and this is the point, really, it's like if in a community there are two people going around doing burglaries, Everybody can think that the, that we live in an unsafe community that's full of burglars, and it's two people that need to have their bottoms smacked, you know. Um, really, but 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 it it becomes this global thing, and that's the problem with with um, the news and the media is that everything becomes global.
1: Yeah, well, social media yeah. social media is a lot like that, really. I mean, uh, uh, there's, there's there's a platform called Nextdoor, which is sort of like yeah. Facebook but a yeah. bit more like hyper local stuff so you just you get to hear from local people that live yeah. sometimes next door to you um yeah. it's always interesting because like when people join it, there must be some kind of initial thing where they're encouraged to post hi my name's jan i live here um i've lived i've lived here for 30 years i love the place you know but then within a few days everyone's just like baying for blood and then like posting messages about Someone tried me back door last night. Be careful, thieves about all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, were, you know, I just I worry about the value of that really because yeah, there are a couple of thieves about here and there, and you know, lock your back gate and all that, and uh, etc. But is is that the thing that we really need to spend all our time focusing on? It's not. It's not healthy, is it?
0: No, no, and, and that kind of paranoia, um, as opposed to. I mean, when I lived in the East End as a kid, it was true, but also uh, living in Wales, where people never locked their doors, they'd leave the door open. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, at night, you know, if they went out, it wasn't a problem. I remember in the village down in Wales, where Bobby the Baker would um, literally deliver the bread. He'd go into people's houses that were at work, put the bread in the bread bin, go out, shut the door, and go off to, off to the next one. Uh, you know, and that was, that was considered normal. Yeah. You know, yeah, the fish man again,
1: put the fish in the fridge, and you know, all that um, kind of stuff. Yeah, in your blog post, you've written that the, you can't... Um, to be just disappointed, you first have to buy into the concept of winning and losing, and there's that kind of us, us and them concept. And, you know, I, I don't watch it anymore, but uh, The Apprentice is very much... Create like creates an art like a uh, culture of in business to, to succeed in business. You have to like crush the opposition, you know, and defeat and like claim everything for yourself rather than yeah you know, being a bit more of a like, community effort. So, is it, are these kind of like habits and cultures just like built into Western society now, or is it too late? Don't so, to...
0: so think, think about it. How how many times when you turn on the television is there some kind of competition going on? Whether it's ant and deck. Climbing up their ladder of money, or whether it's the wall or the wheel or whatever, and and there's always the winner and the loser, the winner and the loser, winner the loser, winner the loser, you know. Um, and it's what I've said to you always about things that I don't get sport. I really don't understand sport. I, I I think the idea of going out in a field with a bunch of lads and kicking a football around is a good laugh, but the idea that there are people shouting and screaming about it. It, it's so stupid and it's my thing about nine people set off to run a race the gun goes and off they go right one person wins and it's like zippity dah. and eight people lose which is like oh my god it's like why would we do that well what what on earth is the point of creating a situation where eight people get disappointed and then we say no it's not it's not the winning it's the taking part it's the play. Mm-hmm. Okay, go for that and i think yeah, yeah, that's fine as a theory. You try talking to the people that just lost. And then it's a different story.
1: You know? Yeah, well, I've, I've been watching a little bit of the Winter Olympics. Um, and it's it's interesting with the Olympics. It tends to be a bit of a different vibe because it's not like usually professional elite athletes. They're obviously very good at what they do, but they're not being paid. Half a million pounds a week to do it, uh, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and there is a bit more sense in the Olympics that there's there's people are just happy to be there a lot of the time. Mm. Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics, you know, with the exception of a few like the really high profile events, maybe. Mm. Uh, and I saw, a, I think it was downhill. Like, uh, well, obviously, it has to be downhill. <laughs> Snow snowboarding, <laughs> uphill snowboarding, it did much fun. <laughs> 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 a gold medal uphill snowboarder, um, <laughs> and it was—I think it was—it was a female event, and it was one of those ones where you have to go down a hill, and then at the end you do some mad flip jump, and uh, yeah, the, the judges base. Yeah, and this athlete must have succeeded in doing the first ever in a competition um, successful 1080 something something dum- double somersault backflip jump and she landed it uh, and won the gold medal and the, it's in downhill events like that you the quite often the people the people that have just been are still at the bottom of the hill so they're right next to the people that have just won it or lost it and anyway there was the people that had just been before this girl were so happy that this person that had landed this amazing jump and won the gold they, they like they ran out and jumped on her to congratulate her. So that there wasn't a sense of disappointment in them. They'd come second and third. These two other girls, this other person had won and beaten them. And yet they were they were they they didn't look disappointed. They're happy to be there. And they're happy that this other person had landed this incredible jump. So I thought that was...
0: Yeah, that's lovely, isn't
1: it? Really nice. That's really
0: nice. It's whether they go home
1: and go... Well, I know. And like when someone, a football player, puts one in the top corner from 35 yards or whatever... Uh, the most incredible goal you've ever seen. That the the opposition tends not to go and congratulate them. Sometimes you will see in a football match, um, you will see like the opposition fans applauding something. Like if they see something really special from a team that they're not supporting, you will see like the odd fan like stand up and like okay, fair play. That was <laughs> that was pretty good. That was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, it's very rare though. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it?
0: Do you, do you think that football is as it is because it's kind of like tribal? There's there's like such a big group of people. That...
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually um, I was at a Liverpool match last month. I got some tickets to go see an FA Cup game Liverpool against Shrewsbury. So it was a mm. you know it was a proper giants versus minnows, and mm. um, Liverpool won quite comfortably in the end, as mm. you'd expect. Uh, and it was a cool atmosphere. I was in the cop, so that's the main like famous. Big stand at, at Anfield, um, mm. and it was an interesting atmosphere. You know, Liverpool were expected to win. It was a, it was pretty much the easiest match ever. Uh, but yeah, there was some of the chants that was being sung sung by the Scousers there were harking back to Maggie Thatcher's days, that kind of thing. Boris Johnson got a bit of a shout as well. So it was, it was quite this kind of quite strange tribal atmosphere. And you would, you when Scousers talk about the eighties and you know the time under Thatcher and that kind of stuff. Um, that's like 40 years of disappointment. Isn't it coming out in amongst thousands of people? It, it was quite powerful, but also I was thinking, I don't know, man, you know, it's quite sad in some ways as well. Uh, if you, if you know what I mean, um, right. very strange. I'm a, I'm a tramier and a Newcastle fan. So I've, um, I know how to deal with disappointment and I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if supporting those two teams, uh, has helped me cope with disappointment because, yeah, not not everyone supports Liverpool and has, you know, Mo Salah getting hat-tricks every week and winning the Champions League. On the other side of Liverpool is Everton, isn't there? And that's the team which is, hasn't won a trophy for, like, Newcastle 30, 30-odd years.
0: But, but that always astounds me because loads of people I know that support Everton and each time Everton go somewhere and they lose, all the fans come back and go, oh, my God, they're bloody useless, bloody useless. And, and but Then they go going to support them again next week you know, so it's, like, it's almost as though they did their disappointment. I wonder what would happen if suddenly they were really successful whether that would affect the fans because the fans are used to dealing with some level of failure you
1: know? maybe and maybe maybe disappointment in some ways is like a bit of a crutch to uh to to kind of walk around with every now and again maybe I don't know maybe you kind of yeah. get you get addicted to disappointment in, in all walks of life in some ways.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I don't know. Uh, there's a blog post I'm going to link to as well, which kind of talks about some extra stuff that you've that kind of you've talked about in your blog post about um, acceptance and that kind of thing. And using some the, one of the main theories or themes in yours is that you can take a disappointment and use it as a learning point to to improve yeah. for next time around.
0: Yeah, which means it's not a disappointment. Know that thing about we don't have problems; we have learning opportunities. It's the same kind of stuff. It's only a disappointment if that's the way that you see it. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you see it as part of the bigger scheme because often when we talk about you know goal setting, it's not like you just draw a straight line between you creating the goal and then you arriving there. There's like a really bumpy kind of path to get there, isn't there? Of like thousands of little decisions along the way and, uh, and disappointments will will play a part in that, so yeah. Um,
0: but to me, that's like when, when I'm working with an addict, whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatever, gambling, whatever, is that um, mm. the goal is to be clear, to be to be sober. Yeah? But most addicts at some point fall off the wagon. And if you can build in at the outset that um, having a slip, having a mistake is a learning point, and it's not a disappointment. Then people recover quicker. If if they fall into the, I'm a failure. I'm disappointing. Blah, 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 then they can sink back into the addiction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, and you wonder, yeah, if people like to get outside their comfort zone. In that, in the other article, I'm going to link to in the, my resource talks about the importance of getting outside your comfort zone, and then disappointment will almost always you know, like in one form or other will will hit you. Hmm. Uh but then I don't know. Maybe people just want to get back into the comfort zone as quickly as possible. Because who doesn't want to be comfortable? I read that recently. Like why do you want why do you even want to get out of your comfort zone? I love being comfortable. <laughs> so uh, I don't know.
0: When when you work with people to do things like self harming, the dis- the discomfort zone is their comfort.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. oh I'm gone. Sorry, I'm feeling uncomfortable now about my compu- my computer ringing at me. Apologies. Uh, yeah, uh, it's fascinating, isn't it? People are endlessly fascinating. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we do talk. You know, people will say, I need to get out of my comfort zone. And I guess, is it once you pop your head above the parapet, disappointment will almost always hit you either instantly or somewhere down the line. So you've just got to learn to roll with the waves.
0: But I think that if we get hold of that concept about dis- disappointment is a construct that we make, it's like you can't be disappointed without your permission. It, it, if, you're, if the disappointment feeling is something that you can process into something that you can actually use positively, then it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. Whereas the word disappointment has a negative connotation. Maybe we should say it as a positive connotation. No, yes, we're disappointed. Wow, now we've got the opportunity to change that and get that right. Yeah, yeah, woo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Okay. Being I think,
0: positive.
1: Uh, What's your resource of the week then, Sean? What are you what are you linking to? Uh,
0: there's a nice little uh, site out there called tinybuddha.com. <clears throat> and uh, this is one of their blogs, which is uh, four steps to deal with disappointment. And it's interesting when you look at um, disappointment uh, and success or that kind of stuff, Buddhism pays a lot of attention to the idea of craving success and being attached to things. Okay. And uh, and there's some good ideas in Buddhism when you're looking at overcoming things like this. It's a good, good bit. Cool.
1: Yeah. All right. And likewise, yeah, I'm looking to positivityblog.com. Uh, yeah, tips for dealing with disappointment, which has got some good uh, good stuff to get through there as well. So um, have a look. And, yeah, and watch the Olympics as well while it's done, if you can, and just see how uh, – yeah. just yeah. kind of have one eye on how the – not necessarily how the uh, winners are getting on but also so the, the folks that... Yeah,
0: yeah. That I, I, d- I did see uh, the sound was off, but I think it must have been what you were talking about because they showed it a couple of times about this, this girlie who did uh, a diddly-doddly flip upside down, inside out, and round and round and round before she landed. And they were all going, yeah, woo. um Like I say, they showed it several times, so I assume that's the one you're talking about.
1: You um, must be. All right.
0: Very clever, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Thanks for your time, Sean. I'll see you again okay. next week. Keep smiling. See, see you, bro. Bye. Bye. Bye.